Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to These Go to 11. Once again, I'm Nathan Bell, your host and co-host, Greg Dutcher, in the room. In the resume. The resume. Man, Nathan, this is wild. This has been like a while since it's just been the two of us. I know. We uh, The last time we did it, wasn't it your, uh, we were talking about your book. Your first wow. book that you wrote, it was just it was just you and I. I think so. I think so. And I think I probably sold one more copy since that <laughs> podcast. That was me. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. I just wanted to see what it was like. <laughs> to have a resurgence. <laughs> <laughs> to have a resurgence of that book. Yeah, it was, bro. It was. And uh, we, we should probably let our audience know that we had very deeply spiritual reasons for throwing a little boomerang into the mix this week. Yeah, uh, pe- people are they're they're on the edge of their seats waiting to hear why we had to postpone our creation young earth old earth debate. And so Greg, yes. I'm going to let you stay uh take this one away. Yes, uh sometimes in ministry things happen, Nathan, like hypothetically uh a pastor uh, father might purchase Orioles tickets back in March. Uh, totally forget about the family outing uh, and a little boy who is part of the junior dugout Orioles club and realize 24 hours before on Memorial Day that, wow, we had a double podcast planned for this week. Yeah. The Young Earth, Old Earth debate, which we are still fired up to yeah. take on. Yeah. And we're going to have our friend Steve Hartland here. Yep. Uh, to talk about some very interesting topics, uh, which you know we'll we might get to even a little bit a uh, little bit tonight. We were going to have back to back, and uh, hypothetically, yeah, that 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 may happen sometimes where past hypothetically the ball game won out. Yes, hypothetically <laughs> this might be as we're recording Memorial Day night, and Nathan worked like a ten hour shift today. <laughs> Uh, and ended up getting a call from me the moment he got home and rushed down here to our studio to record. So thank you. Bro. Oh, you're welcome. No, thank it's you. and it's good because I think um, I think what we have planned tonight um, on on several different levels. This is um, this is providential because June we wanted to start our hot topic month anyway, yes. and so um, being able to push the uh, creation, young Earth, old Earth debate, which is a hot topic in Christendom. Yep. I think it'll be um, appropriate for then. Um, and we've seen a lot of things um, going on in the news recently with the Duggars. And yes. that's um, one of the topics that were um, that was actually on my mind this whole weekend as you and I were planning. And I was just trying to think how we were going to be able to work it in. And yeah. So I think this is uh, this is providential. Yeah. Yeah, I, um, I, I think so, too, Nathan, because actually a few people asked me in the last few days, hey, are you guys going to talk about that on the on the podcast? Yeah. And I was like, um, I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, th- this may be um, an ongoing situation. Yeah. We were talking tonight before we uh, began, uh, just trying to get some of the facts right. It's such a such a young situation right now yeah. in terms of yeah. what it broke a few days ago. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just before the weekend, wasn't it? Friday or I Thursday? think it was Thursday or Friday. Yeah. And here we are Monday night and we're, we're not going to claim expertise on any no. of these matters, but um, I think we're definitely going to talk about some, some pretty candid things. Yeah. A uh, little plug, our friends over at happy rant did a, uh, uh, did a little piece on it on their most recent uh, podcast. Uh, their message seemed to be, and it was a right message, and we would echo it. Um, you know, to be careful not to judge. Don't yep. put people up on a pedestal. Yeah. Um, so we're going to ditto that, echo that. I think we're going to also tackle some other more specific things, too. I think so. Um, and I think, um, you know, when we, back when we did, um, when Baltimore was undergoing the riots and things like that, yep. we we intentionally put that off mm-hmm. um, because there was still a lot of facts that needed to be addressed and 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 put out there and we wanted to wait and we still do there's this is still ongoing with the trial and all that and and we will at some point get back to that yeah um tonight was a little different though um coming from a a christian perspective this christian family um and so some of the things that greg and i are going to talk about are going to be uh different you and i want to talk um uh, one of the things that we want to bring up is um should christians actually be in the spotlight yeah yeah. You know, should we willingly put ourselves um, on TV like this for the world to see? 
um, and and you you and I, Greg, we were um, chatting offline here, and um, we have some things that we we agree very much on, and then there are a couple of things that we maybe disagree on. Sure. So, um, why don't you go ahead, Greg, right now, and just um, kind of put out there the the warning to both camps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely think um, in situations like this, I mean, we're just so conditioned now, Nathan, to have a a knee jerk reaction. I mean, mm-hmm. I do this all the time with sports. Um, you know, my texting friends out there, there's a small circle of them yep. that, uh, hear me vent every moment. The Orioles have a victory or a defeat. I'm normally venting about the defeats <laughs> and I can go apocalyptic. It's over. The season's done. These guys are bums. They're two games below 500 and one game, uh, uh, in the loss column lower than the winning team of the AL East. And that means it's all good, but I, I act like the world is ending. Right, right. <laughs> so I can do that. I think with sports, it can be fun. I think with, with much more touchy situations, it can yeah. be very harmful. What I mean by that is how many times has a story broke and we have a visceral reaction, a gut reaction, and then maybe in a week or a month, something yeah. will come out that was known to a very small handful of people. So I think that there has to be caution. Uh, my wife and I were looking at Facebook over the weekend just to kind of get a feel, well, what are people saying about this? Yeah. Not hard to find. Oh, I no. mean, you just pretty much open up anybody's page at random and you'll find a link or or many about this issue uh, regarding the Duggar family. I, um, I, I've seen two responses. I don't think either is particularly healthy. Yep. One is sort of blind, loyal encouragement. I don't think encouragement is bad, but blind, loyal encouragement, yeah. which would mean something like this. Hang in there, Duggars. You're being persecuted for the sake of the gospel. Uh, you're being attacked by Satan in this, and you just stand firm. Um, my concern with that, we don't fully know what is happening, right? Because we're not the Duggars. We don't. We're not in their life. I don't even know the the network. Uh, uh, you know, execs at TLC know everything that's happening, right. and they know more than we do. So uh, that concerns me. It also concerns me from the standpoint of unbelievers. Yeah that may get the impression we don't take these matters seriously. Yeah. So I think we have to be mindful of, of how we encourage people that we see in trial, uh, that we do that in a very careful way yeah. where we communicate love and support and prayer and affection, but not this sort of one-dimensionalizing, you're the heroes in the story, everybody else is evil. Right. Uh, that's very, very concerning. Secondly, though... Uh, I've seen from Christians and non-Christians is just the the viscerating yeah. response that these people should just be you know thrown out to the dogs yeah. and 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 uh, just eaten you know like Jezebel and only yeah. the bones <laughs> left that sort of thing. I mean, I some of the the things I've seen are right. wow. I yeah. mean, it's like you need an you know explicit NC seventeen <laughs> rating on the Facebook page. So that's my thought on that. Yeah, no, and I and I think um, I think both of those are just. Uh, those thoughts are just so great because, um, you know, we want to be gracious. We want to remember that in America, you're innocent until proven guilty. Um, But let's remember, he's admitted to doing this. Sure. You know, he's guilty. Yeah. Um, And so I I think we need to be careful not to jump to an over and over defense of somebody who is guilty. Yeah. Um, yeah, you and, know. and admitted sex offender, exactly, which is what this has now become. Yeah, um, and and then on the other token, we do, um, you know, one uh, one comment that I read on Facebook, you know, let he who is without sin cast the first stone. You know, to me, I think that is a um, a better response mm-hmm. because it does remind us that um, we're all sinners, right, and we are all equally guilty of sin. Uh, no matter how great or how small. Sure. Um, and so, you know, to me, the best response is, you know what? Lay off Facebook. Yeah, <laughs> Lay that, off Twitter. That might be, that might be <laughs> the uh, the best. Or if you're on Facebook or Twitter, be on it to put a like for these go to a like. I mean, uh, uh, <laughs> is that what I said? <laughs> Should I have said that? Yeah, was that wrong? Uh, no, if you're on there and you're, you're catching up with family and that sort of thing. But yeah. boy, I have seen, uh, and I know you have too, Nathan, some yeah. things. In fact, when, when the Freddie Gray um, uh, issue exploded here in Baltimore, and again, we I do expect us to comment on that sometime. Oh, I agree, uh, yeah. As this goes to trial, yep. uh, we've even talked about some things, uh, you know, having a, uh, 
an inner city pastor or yeah. pastors on this program yep. that we'd love to get their perspective. Guys that truly have the boots on the ground yep. can comment maybe a little more uh, intelligently about racial tension, yeah. um, about what it's actually like uh, in those parts in Baltimore where the riots took place. Mm-hmm. But the, the, um, uh, the danger, again, of social media uh, in, in, in these matters is just this rush to judgment with Freddie yeah. Gray uh, there was somebody who who uh, put up there uh, that he got what he deserved. Uh, then I r- realized took it down pretty quickly when there was some response. We start saying things like that. We have to uh, step back and say, well, what what do we deserve? Yeah. You know, what what do I deserve? Our my dear departed friend Roscoe, who I've mentioned many times, maybe once or twice on this podcast, is a spiritual father to me who the Lord called home three years ago would always say, and I'm sure you heard him say that too, Nathan, if I got what I deserve, I'd be in hell yesterday. Yeah. And, um, that, that uh, always stays with me when, when, when I, when I, when I think, I think about about these matters, but the larger question you ask, uh, Nathan about should Christians put themselves in the, in the spotlight? Yeah. There, that's twofold to me. Mm -hmm. One, you have to deal with the issue of wisdom. Is it a wise thing to do? Uh, I've often wondered, wow, what if I had the opportunity to, you know, go on one of these talk shows, Dr. Phil, or when Oprah was around, sure. represent. Um, not saying uh, sort of a carte blanche, no, you don't do that. But there's some real things to factor in. Yeah. I start thinking, if somebody asks me a question, say about homosexuality, yeah which is such a, a hot-button issue today, and people are chomping at the bit to get a soundbite out of you. Yeah. I would say, uh, I want to answer that question, but I want 15 minutes to answer it. Because mm-hmm. I would like to build a little background on the Old Testament. Yep. I would like to talk about the subject of continuity and discontinuity right. between the two Testaments. <laughs> uh, I would like to talk about the relationship between the moral law in the Old Testament and the New Testament. I'd like to distinguish that from the ceremonial law in the Old Testament so that I can anticipate all the objections uh, would you be fine if I did that? Of course they wouldn't. Right. Um, they want a 20-second soundbite at yeah. best, and that's what you're going to get. And I don't know if it's ever wise yeah. to put yourself in that situation. Now, a reality show like, what, 19 and counting, I, I think that's what it was called, or yeah. it probably changed as the kids were added. Right. Um, but I'll just say the Duggar show for, for shorthand. I do realize is a little different. Sure. They're not engaged in, in a debate. They get an, a full hour right. to give a slice of life. But still, and we were saying this at dinner tonight, Nathan, Yeah, there is enormous editorial control Absolutely. from people outside of that family Yeah, in terms of uh, decisions about conversations that should be left in or left out. Yep. Background that somebody might determine is not important or gives too much importance to it. Yeah. Um, what, what happens off camera that might inform what happens on camera. I mean, countless decisions are made on a daily basis that we don't know about. Yeah. And how does that affect the final product? Not really sure. Sure. Yeah. So that's one thing. And there's a few other thoughts, but I'm curious to hear what you you would say. Yeah, no, and I I mean, um, I agree. You know, moving in this direction, I think this is where you and I um, tend to agree, is uh, it seems like in, in America today, there's this idea for sterilized Christianity. Right. Everything's got to be neat. Everybody's got to be sanctified. Everybody's got to be perfect. And, and it almost seems like that's what even Christians want to see. That's yeah. what the public wants to see. They want to see Christians, you know, who, who wh- what would they look like on the other side of glory instead of what they really look like. Great point. And, um, and and you know what the people at TLC they're they're in this to make money. Sure. The Duggars are not on television because the show has poor ratings and they're not doing anything right. financially. They're on the air because they're making the network money. Yes. Um, and so the network is going to give the people what they want to see, or they're going to give uh, essentially they're going to give um, the people what they're going to tune into. So even people who might not necessarily agree with the Duggars and their faith and their lifestyle. Maybe they're tuning in every week just because they get annoyed at it and they want to yell at it. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Because, no, that's not what life is like, and, you know, but they're still tuning into it. Yeah. Um, and there's a, there's a real danger to portray humans as perfect. Yes. Um, and you and I were talking offline about this, that you know, the, the fall is that much greater yeah. when, when sin occurs. Oh, yeah, yeah, Nathan. Well, that's like I will say this. I want to be very, very clear. And hope that the listener will, will factor this in. A month ago and before, yeah. 
my wife and daughter often watch that show. They're interested by, and I understand why. I mean, whenever you see a family with 19 kids sure. <laughs> that are now having children and the parents who are, I think, in their late 40s. Yeah. Jim Bob and Michelle, I think, are their names. Yep. And of course, the dude's name would be Jim Bob. Right. Uh, the Southern, <laughs> Southern Christian dude. guy, anti-birth control guy. Yep. Jim Bob, and uh, her name seems like it should be Annie Sue or something, I know. but it's Jim Bob and Michelle, I think. Um, I'm not a fan of the show yep. for very specific reasons. I want to be clear on this. This is not because of what's come out in the last three or four days. Right. I, uh, uh, I would have said this a month ago. And it ties into what you just brought up, Nathan. I'm not a fan of the show. I'll just lay it out there. One, I think it's legalistic. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 I just don't like what the Duggars portray. I do realize it's a significant portion of Christianity. We we touch on yeah. that portion a lot on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I realize that. Um, they have very stringent rules about dating. Yep. I don't like that because I don't think it's biblical. Right. It has nothing to do with the Duggars. I had the same reaction to Josh Harris's book, yeah. I Kissed Dating Goodbye. I don't like when people make laws that the Bible does not make laws. Yeah. And Steve Hartland was on one of our early podcasts to talk mm -hmm. about that very thing. Yeah. So obviously the Duggars seem to be a very anti-birth control family. Uh, they seem to be a... Uh, a, a family with very stringent values regarding kissing, affection, yep. et cetera, which sadly has given a lot of critics fodder yeah. in, in these recent allegations that have come out. But apart from that, these are just things I don't like. Now, I recognize as brothers and sisters in Christ, uh, we have that freedom to disagree. Right. You know, and I recognize that. There may be people listening in thinking, man, Dutch, you're being kind of harsh. That's their thing. I get that. Right. My real concern is that there seems to be an interest, and I think you just said it, Nathan, with people wanting to see, I love your phrase, glorified people on this side of heaven, Yeah, which means that, to me, that entire program exalts a certain sort of God's way of living yeah. lifestyle, Yeah, and that concentrates more on sanctified behavior than the grace of God. Yeah. So to me, I don't know if Christians should even consider being part of a reality show, if they do, to me, it seems more important that they lead with, let me tell you about our struggle. Yeah. Let me tell you about our difficulties, because Jesus said in this world, you will have trouble. We have plenty of troubles of sure. our own. Let me tell you about the awesome grace of God yeah. and what it's doing in life. One of the comments that I think Michelle Duggar made, and again, I saw it on Facebook, sure. but it was from a CNN piece or some other news outlet that has put this out, as she said, um, you know, I hope people realize that we are not a perfect family. I am sure that is meant. Yeah. I doubt if you would ask them a month ago, are you a perfect family? I'm sure they would have said no. But the image of that show is right. that they are a perfect family. Yeah. yeah. The image of that show is, man, if, if I could be like them. Yeah. And I could have all my stuff and we don't have credit card debt. Yeah. And our kids don't kiss their well, I don't even know yeah. what they call them. They're not boyfriends or girlfriends. What are they, Nathan? Right. I, I Pr prospective <laughs> potential spouses? That's right. you got to fill out an application. And... <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But it's, it's, it's to your point, Nathan, you made that when, when you highlight Christian behavior yeah. over grace, then when there's a scandal or a fall, yeah. the drop is so much further. Yeah. Because you've got people that are portrayed as living perfectionistic lives right. whether it's intended to or not and now something comes out obviously sin is sin right so even if they were portraying the struggle and the grace and sexual misconduct comes out i i don't mean to downplay that it's always a big deal right but the shock of people is right these are perfect people right that model what purity right. so yeah so. and and i think you know it's the same thing with our political candidates yeah. you know who you know, uh, and and I, you know, I'm going to pick on ultra conservatives right now. Yeah. You know, because that's, well, have, that's have, have we ever done that before? Um, maybe. Okay. Once or twice. Yeah. Uh, refer to the Steve Altrogi podcast. That's right. <laughs> Remember, Steve Altrogi said it all. We just listened, kind of. Go yeah. on. <laughs> Caveat. But but you think about you know the the ultra conservative side where you know they're they're pro family, they're this and that, and and what comes out you know months into their campaign, oh, yeah. they had an affair. Yeah. Yeah. So this pro-family, perfect couple is, you know, seen 
and the husband had an affair, you know, instead of him coming out initially right away saying, you know what, I'm just going to lay my cards on the table. Yeah. You know, and you and I've talked about this, Greg, it would be so refreshing for a can political candidate just to come out and say, you know what, before I even get started, I'm going to tell you guys exactly what I've done so that I don't even give my opponent any, any fodder sure. to shoot against me, you yep. know, and, yep. and this is it. A, B, C, D, E, F, G. This is everything I've done. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think I think that's the issue here is that this family didn't come out and, and they weren't you weren't seeing the reality of what we all know to be true. Yeah. You know, yes, we all know intellectually that this family is not perfect. Yeah. Um, but when you see them, it's it's kind of hard to remember that. Right. Oh, it, it is hard to remember when I saw that soundbite. My first thought was, wow, I, I believe it's, it is sincere. Yeah. Any true Christian knows that they're not perfect. But the image that is projected yeah. is virtual perfection. Yeah. I mean, you've got children that are all towing the line, that are all obedient. That's the other thing, Nathan. Quick, quick aside here. Yeah. Lisa and I talk about this all the time. And I'd say this about any reality, uh, reality show, whether that was Johnny K plus eight, which is kind of a similar situation. Yeah. They, to my knowledge, were portrayed as a Christian family initially, weren't yes, they? That's, I think she yep. had written a book that was Blessings from Above mm -hmm. or something like that. And, of course, that whole thing was just a tragedy. It went south. But I don't know how I feel, honestly, Nathan, about the moral, ethical implications of children uh, being being seen growing up on yeah. TV. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's a strange feeling. Remember the show, the or the the movie, the Truman Show. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. was early two thousand. Yeah, Jim, Jim Carrey. Carrey yep. That's sort of what that was portraying. He, here's a guy. Now, yeah. in that case, he didn't know right that he was on TV, but we knew right. And there's sort of a sense of you feel dirty watching it. Yeah, here's a guy that's just living his life, and a four year old kid. Yeah, there's cameras there. Right, they don't know all the implications of what that means. The millions of people that are turning him. So if a kid is pitching a fit, yeah. And is, is going to be disciplined, spanked, put on a timeout, whatever. I, I don't know. I, I really struggle with that. Yeah. Uh, if that's even a wise thing, if that's even a, an ethically right thing to yeah. do to children. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I think, like you said, there, there are all these implications. And I think here's the biggest thing. The minute you go on TV, you are now elevated to uh, a status of, I don't know if leadership's the right term, but yeah. you're in the spotlight. People are now looking to you oh, sure. as, as someone who, you know, has it all together or at least, you know, this is how we should do it. This is how it should be modeled. Yeah. Um, and to me, that's, you know, it doesn't matter what it's regarding. That's, that's a sad proposition because yeah. as you and I have talked about, th there is freedom. Right. You know, if the Duggars, you know, were not on TV and they were raising their family however they wanted to. Yeah. Um, outside of the spotlight, I think, I think that would be a very different conversation we would have than, than a family who is now in the spotlight, who is influencing millions of families Agreed. around the world. Agreed. In fact, uh, Nathan, some of the, the Facebook comments that I was reading this weekend were, were almost paradoxical in, in that several of the, again, in that sort of blind, loyal defending yeah. category, were, were saying, give them their privacy uh, yes, in, in the sense family matters should be, but that's a hard pill to swallow when for the last, what, seven or eight years, yeah. your family life, not, not your business enterprise. Right. It, it would be one thing if this show were about, uh, you know, Jim Bob's business enterprises right. and there was a little background on the family, right. but the show is about their nuclear family yeah. and, um, their, you know, ups and downs or maybe just their ups. Sure. I don't know how you would phrase it. Sure. Uh, and and it's it becomes difficult. It becomes that much more difficult for people. And I do understand the criticism uh, to say, well, wait a minute. You're, this is all projected. So now there's a desire for privacy. Yeah. There, there wasn't that before. Whereas when it's just a regular Joe Schmo family, like nobody, like TLC's not coming to the Dutcher house. Right. I don't know why. <laughs> they could get some fascinating stuff. I was um, going to say, that's that's prime entertainment right there. Riveting entertainment. <laughs> riveting entertainment. Maybe we should do that one time. Do a, a video 24-hour cast. That's I'm right. I'm sure that would bring in <laughs> one person uh, to, to see that. But 
Greg, you know. I don't think Lisa believes in divorce, but she might kill you. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's the old like Murder is a different subject. Right. <laughs> um, you know, there, there's that sense in which when, when you do see a family that's sort of dragged into the limelight, yeah. it's hard to watch that happen. When a family has chosen to right. put themselves in the limelight, it's, it's harder to now say they should have their privacy. Now, right. hear me on that. Obviously, matters as sensitive as this. I don't know what girls were the victims of this. Right. I'm sure that might be out there. I haven't cared enough to look. I, yeah. I think the whole thing is so sad and tragic. But uh, yeah, I mean those those poor girls uh, yeah. having having this sort of drug up uh, and and put out there uh, for the public to consume is an upsetting thought. Yeah. But it's it's that much harder for people to turn that off when they've been watching them for years. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, and I think too, um, I. I heard someone a uh, number of years ago, um, and I think I think this is a very wise statement because I've I've struggled with this when when growing up I always heard, you know, w- what would so and so pastor do if their child was caught, you know, in this major sin, getting yeah. pregnant, you know, and I know some pastors who made their child stand up and apologize to the whole congregation. Sure. Which I'll tell you right now, maybe you disagree with me, Greg, but I, I disagree with that. No, I, I, I one hundred percent to me agree yeah. with your disagreement. <laughs> to me, and and this is what this pastor said: the the circle of offense should include the circle of apology afterwards. Okay. And so, you know, basically what, what this person explained was, you know, if, if I've offended you, Greg, in some way, and I've offended my wife, then that circle should include you and my wife. Yeah. It doesn't need to include your wife and your children. Right. Um, I don't need to apologize to them because I haven't offended them. Right. I've offended you. Right. Um, and so, you know, in this regard... What we have is this family who has now been put on public display, sure. and now the circle of offense is nationwide. Right. Um, and so, and I think, you know, I think the son has done, uh, you know, as far as I can tell, he's done an admirable job mm-hmm. of owning up to his mistake and apologizing nationally. The family has done that. Right. But I think, I think you're right. I think some of this does need to be broadcast and aired. Right. Because right. of because of how public they are. Sure, sure. I mean, I would almost think, you know, and I've had that same thought, uh, Nathan. I was at a, a meeting years ago where, um, this is not at this church, say <laughs> <laughs> former church, and a person, I would just say at a committee, in a committee meeting, got very upset with somebody else mm-hmm. in that, and it wasn't me. Yeah. That Believe it or not, I wasn't the upset person or the person <laughs> receiving. I was just an observer. And uh, this guy powered up, went after the guy pretty hard. And then at the next meeting, I really appreciated his humility and his maturity because mm-hmm. he, he had made the, apil- the apology private mm-hmm. uh, to the person that he had really gone, gone hard after. Person forgave him, and he said, look, I want to take this back to the group the next time we meet. And the person who had forgiven him said, no, no, I don't need you to do that. I mean, it's, it's just you and me. And I actually like how he handled it. no, but it wasn't just you and me. Yeah. Because I did this in front of eight other people, yeah, that saw this and saw me do this, so I there was an offense on them. Yeah, very mature response, and I, I do think that's helpful. It's it's difficult to now handle things private. I don't know how they would move forward. Yeah, but I think people, particularly those that are sort of their loyal defenders, yeah, um, and are writing letters, etc. Not every graphic detail, perhaps but some kind of correspondence, some kind of communication. Yeah. But this is what's going on. This is why we did what we did, how we handled it the way we did. Because you and I were talking. I don't know enough yet. There's, there's oh, yeah. allegations. Yeah. Some people are saying uh, that the father waited until the statute of limitations. Yeah. I don't know that. Right. Maybe he did, maybe he didn't. Maybe yeah. he did. Yeah, there's some explaining to do. Right. Uh, but I don't know. Some people are saying that the cop they first reported it to was sort of a family friend yeah. it was sort of a backroom deal again i don't know right and and that's why again when people just say they do know right like, how, how could you know? yeah yeah uh you know i, I don't even know These, where they live where do they live dude I, arkansas somewhere, yeah I that I, actually i was just trying to think about that because i'm not sure where they live either i mean again the dude's name is jim bob so he doesn't live it's, in newark it's south it's you know south of the mason dixon yeah we can yeah be sure of that. i think that's safe to say <laughs> you can tell we're real experts i know right <laughs> real real experts and one one comment uh um about the 
pastor and the pastor's daughter apologizing to the congregation. Yeah. Nathan, just wanted to say, when the Apostle Paul talks about, uh, you know, Ephesians 6.1, you know, children obey your parents in the Lord, but then immediately urges parents to not provoke their children yeah. to wrath. Well, we had uh, Greg Speck on a few yeah. weeks ago who was, who was so good. Yeah. He made that comment uh, that rules without relationship leads to, to rebellion. rebellion. And I, I think all the time, Nathan, about I've got four kids. I do not want them to grow up and hate the church yeah. and hate the faith. Yep. And if they live in a world where because of who their dad is, their junk and their sin right. is different than somebody else's. Right. To me, that is just absolute fodder for a provocation to wrath yeah. and frustration. So Lisa and I talk about these things constantly. Um, and just to say, you know, we, we don't ask any of our kids, we don't force them to go to youth group. Yep. Um, if they want to, they go and they, they happen to like it and yep. they go, but if they don't, we're not going to force that. Yeah. Um, we're not going to insist that they do that. Right. Uh, we're, we have some expectations that we would for any family. They, sure. they come to church yeah. on Sunday. That's just yep. what we do as a family. Right. But there's some other things that we would say, we're not going to let what a pastor's kid should do become your, your imperative. Right. Um, we, we, we don't want that to happen. So I think of a young girl who gets pregnant out of wedlock. Yeah. Uh, and I've known pastors that, that have uh, had that uh, same situation with their daughters. Um, I cannot think of a worse thing to do Yeah, uh, that could provoke wrath and frustration uh, than not only are they bearing a child that they weren't intending to bear, not only are they bearing some potential shame, uh, rightly or wrongly, I, I would say wrongly. I, right. I, yes, it's a sin. Right. Uh, but my word, I mean, where's the love and the grace and the kindness right. and the support? But if they're bearing any shame, real or perceived, now they're bearing that I had to stand up right. in front of the, this congregation, many of whom don't even know me, right. and receive the stares and the glares of people. Wow. Yeah. I, I just do not understand that. Yeah. And, and I, I used to speak more that, well, some churches do. I will now say more boldly, a church should not do that, yeah. and, and I'm willing to go to the mat on that yeah. one. No, and I, I agree 100. percent And and again, I, I always go back to you know, uh, the circle of offense should include the circle of apology. Right. You yeah. know, and if people say, "Well, I was offended," right. Well, you know, I, I would say, <laughs> get well, over it. <laughs> I, I, honestly, that would be the type of thing where you would say, "Hey, uh, you want to, uh, you know, you want to, uh, well, I." I'm not going to say that. Yeah. Uh, all of a sudden, I'm, I'm, I'm working, working myself up with anger on this completely hypothetical situation. Right, right. Um, so, well, yeah. it's. I think it's in the same vein as when somebody, you know, um, if if a Christian comes up to me and says, I'm offended by your drinking, I just look at him and say, get over it. Right, right. You know, yeah. my, my offense to you is not what the Bible was talking about. Right. When it talked about not offending the weaker brother, right, right. Um, so yeah, you yeah. know, just get over yourself and go yeah. do something. Yeah, I mean that was uh, what, you know when we had less on yeah. from uh, from the Reform Pubcast. I thought you know uh, for anybody listening to this podcast, listen to that one too because yeah. we, we go into that in in a lot more detail. I yeah. think that's um, I think that's that's very true. Yeah. Now let me let me ask you. We actually didn't intend to do this, so I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this uh, curveball at you. This is live podcasting, real time curveball. I um, love it. Duck Dynasty. Yeah. Your thoughts on that? Because here we do have a Christian, you know, family, and and their family actually is on there. I mean, I know it's about the business sure. and, and all that, but their family is largely presented on there. One of the things that I actually find real interesting and fascinating is they seem to be real. I yeah. mean, they get mad at each other. I, and, I agree. And you see, like, you know, no, my, my brother, he's he's my brother, and he's ticking me off, and I'm ready to deck him. Right, right. Yeah, I, I would agree. Now, that one, I, I, same thing. I've probably watched an equal number of shows. Mm -hmm. I've um, enjoyed Duck Dynasty. It comes across, like all those reality shows do, yeah. somewhat contrived. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. mean, you know, when there's just a convenient episode about the daughter getting her driver's license that starts... <laughs> 
continues and finishes with that right. sort of story arc. You think life doesn't happen that yeah, way. Yeah. But I understand that, that she is getting her driver's license in some sense, but there's definitely some scripted stuff going on. Yeah, they. Uh, it's a little more real. It's a little earthier, which which I tend to like, even though, interesting enough, it is Southern, and it has right. some of that Southern flavor and the beards and all that. Um, yeah, and I don't know enough about the show. I would say, and you may have watched it more than I have, Nathan, that if, if, if it is a little more real and they're showing a little bit more, okay, what does the grace of God look like yeah. when it's touching people, not living up to a a Christian subcultural standard. Yeah. But what does it look like when just people are living their lives, trying to honestly follow Christ in the way they can? Um, I would say my, my initial impression of that show is that it does come closer yeah. uh, to that kind of approach than, than say the Duggars. Yeah. But I don't yeah. know. I don't watch it much. Yeah. I was just, it was funny because I remember the very first episode I saw, it was, it was this collection episode of a bunch of different ones and the very first one was on there. Yeah. And I remember um, the guy, uh, Willie, uh, I think he's the he's the head guy now, you know, the the son. And I remember him actually swearing on the episode right. a couple times, you know, and I right. was like, this, this is a guy who, you know, clearly loves the Lord. And it's this is him in reality. Right. You know, this is reality. You yeah. know, language comes out of his mouth that. <laughs> right. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And um, now I think I, I think that's the only one he does that in. Right. I don't know if later on they were like, yeah, you can't do that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Um, but you do see more of that, you know, reaction of this is my family. I love them, but I want to kill them right now. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Where it's not just everything is sort of grace land. Right. Where, um, you know, wow, I I love the opportunity to serve. I don't know what it is, Nathan. Maybe I'm jaded, and I'll, I'll yeah. submit this. I always suspect, uh, I think of the wife on Facebook talking about how much she loves and respects and loves submitting to her husband. Yeah. I don't know. I, I always get a, I'm just going to lay it out. I get a weird vibe on yeah. that. It, to, yeah. to me, submission works well. That's what we're going to talk about with Steve Hartley. That's when, right. When, yeah. When he's here. When it's almost more the, the, um, the, the mutually uh, agreed upon other serving approach that couples take in their marriage, when it's being broadcast, I, I creeps me yeah. out. It just reminds me of the famous Hamlet line, what the, the woman protests too much, yeah. methinks. Methinks she doth protest too much. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Probably the only Hamlet I remember. That's right. Um, which some English professor will tell me, no, that wasn't actually That said, wasn't, yeah. <laughs> I think that one actually was. But it, it, weirds me out a little yeah. bit there's such a uh, i want are you overcompensating are you actually struggling with this issue yeah so you want to tell the world how look i'm not struggling with this issue yeah i love submitting to my husband yeah. i love wearing denim jumpers that run all the way down <laughs> you know to my feet um it is a privilege for me to have a hot meal when my husband comes home and have a flower in my hair that sort of thing feels contrived yeah and it doesn't seem real and it seems a little Americana. Yeah. You know, which you and I, I mean, you and I have talked, we're, we're definitely against this traditional American ideal. Yeah. You know, that the, you know, the Joan Cleaver and, you know, the, this, that, and the other, and, you know, Oh, America was founded on this and that and the other thing. And, yeah. you know, it's like, can we just be honest here, people? America was founded on slavery. Right. Um, you know, if you go back to the 1700s, it was actually illegal to go to church. Talk about legalism. You would be arrested and thrown in prison if you were not in church on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, so can we, like, get away from this ideal American concept yeah. and and throw it away and, you know, let's let's just preach the gospel? <laughs> yeah, well, that's the key. We do it all the time. I mean, uh, you know, we're, we're about to start a little hot topic on Calvinism yep. uh, over the summer, and uh, many of us love John Calvin. I think he was a tremendous pastor. Tremendous theologian, tremendous commentator. Um, it's been said that Calvin ruled Geneva like no pope fist. ruled Rome. Yeah, you know, and and you think about that. There was a dude named Servetus, yep. who was a, a heretic. He was a uh, a denier of the Trinity, and uh, I don't want to get too deep on this, but he wanted to come to Geneva to promote his ideas. Love the Reformation, but just thought. 
you guys got to get rid of this trinity. This mm-hmm. is a hangover from medieval Catholicism. Uh, so Servetus is going to come. He's going to come to Geneva, and he's going to he's going to preach. Um, Calvin and the city elders. By the way, the city elders, because there was such a fusion of city, state, church yeah. in Calvin's day that they were sort of one and the same, warned him not to come. So some people defend Calvin and, and his elders because they warned him. But he got there, and they hanged the dude. Yeah. So I, I don't want to live in a world where we're hanging heretics. Right. <laughs> I mean, every so often you meet one of these guys, they're, they're called sort of a hyper-theonomist. Those dudes are, wow. Yeah. I mean, please do not come in to, to my Christian community and yeah. try to promote this kind of stuff. And then yeah. they'll say things about putting homosexuals to death and, yeah. and these sorts of things that I, I think are just such an over-the-top confusion yeah. uh, uh, of, of merging law and gospel together yeah. in, in a really unhealthy way. So that whether that be America mm-hmm. was sort of, the, you know, wow, the 1776 was the gold standard yeah. of Christian history, or Calvin's Geneva, or even Luther's Germany, yeah. they all had problems. Oh, yeah. They were all a mess, just like we are. Yeah. Just like if the Lord waits to, to come back 100 years from now, people will look at us yeah. and say, man, these guys doing that podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Will, will, will anybody say that? Right, right. Um, yeah, let me pick somebody else. That other guy doing that podcast, that right. since we'll be buried in oblivion. They actually said such and such or believe this. I, I hope we get to heaven and find out, well, some things we commonly held right. as normal. We're not. Yeah. I mean, a number of Christians, um, you know, just 30, 40 years ago thought segregation was just a fine idea. Yeah. Just perfectly fine. A Christian can love the Lord, love people, and passionately embrace segregation yeah and i think most except in the rarest of very primitive circles uh most christians have rightly abandoned that right what will we abandon yeah who knows yeah no that's that's a great point um you know and it's funny i remember a professor of mine in college bible professor he you know the talking about the reformation and everybody has these ideals you know and he said you know uh Calvin ruled Switzer Geneva with an iron fist. Yes. That was his thing. And he did. He said, you know, and, and Luther loved his beer and his women. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's just it just shows that, you know what, we're human. Right. We are we are prone to sin and but by the grace of Jesus Christ go I. Oh man, absolutely. And Luther. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean Luther is just such a colorful character. I mean, he, he cuts like a sailor. Yeah. <laughs> In fact, some of his uh, I think it's his commentary on Luke two, the Magnificat. Um, some of the comments he makes about the Pope, like you, you can't read them. You know how I'll quote Luther right, in the right, sermon. Right. I, I couldn't quote right. him. I mean, there's, there's kids there. There's mixed company right. there. I literally couldn't quote him. So, you know, I mean, Luther had some <laughs> colorful, funny, bizarre ideas. He thought cussing was an effective way of warding right. off evil spirits. And, um, you know, you're right. The, the, these are men with clay feet, Yeah, all of them. None of whom, and our friends at Happy Rant made that point when they think they call their podcast the the Duggar pedestal. Yeah, are to be put on pedestals. Yeah, exactly. Because Jesus is who we look to. Right. We don't have to look to oh, what Christian pocket is doing Christianity right? Yeah. I want to be like them. Yeah. That's my concern about yeah. again, not the Duggar specifically, but that kind of right Christian sanctified lifestyle. Yeah. Uh, and Lisa and I, when we were. Um, uh, expecting to have our first uh, child, we're we're reading a book, and I'll say it, it was by the Ezos uh, that uh, wrote a book called Baby Wise, and um, yeah, there might be some decent principles in there. But if you treat that stuff like God's way, yeah, which is the tagline of their materials, growing kids God's way, yeah. So you read about things in those materials, like um, there should be a uh, there should be mat time or carpet time where you, uh, you you get a carpet and you make your kids sit on that carpet uh, and simply to to test their obedience. And, you know, okay, uh, where is that in the Bible? Right. Isn't that kind of up there with provoking your child to wrath? Yeah. Yeah. There, it's those things that people, oh, yeah. look, well, look at this godly family. Look at these wonderful things that they do. We should do. And I want to stop and ask people, show me where that is in the Bible first. Yeah. Show me anything that looks remotely like that. And then I'll start even entertaining whether it's an interesting idea or not. Yeah. But these things have a way of creeping into, oh, this is what Christians do. Yeah. No, Christians do this. They they don't do that. Um, I mean, we had conversations around here when we recently went to 
uh, electronic giving. We made that an option for yep. our people. You know, what, some people may respond by saying, "Well, um, giving on a, on a card it, it is not right. You should only give in cash. You should only give in a check." And I just say, let's be very careful that we not say things the Bible doesn't. Yeah. Um, you know, to act as if the Bible says something yeah. that it doesn't say uh, is terrible. Yeah. Uh, to to say something right uh, and say the Bible says it when it doesn't. Even more so. Yeah. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, We are going to... We're we're actually... It's funny because we didn't intend to spend this much time talking about... Dude, um, I thought this would be 20 minutes. I know. (laughs) Aren't you shocked, Nathan, that I I would have this much hot air? Anybody listening saying... It's surprising. I know. It's totally blown. No, I'm I'm short a man of few words. That's right. (laughs) Yeah. It's funny. I was um, I was talking to uh, to someone over the weekend. Uh, our good friend Russ Fisher. Yeah. He and his wife Victoria. They are going um, out west. Uh, he, Russ is going to enter into the seminary to become yeah. a pastor. And so, Great yesterday couple. was their uh, farewell. And so, somebody at the party asked me, "So is it hard to like nail Greg down to do this?" I was like, uh, "Greg talking for forty five yeah. minutes." <laughs> No, no, that's, that's easy. Now, if I had to get him to write something, yes. that would be, that would be different, but no, I, I, I can get him to talk for yes, 45 dude. minutes. <laughs> yes. Three books, but already what? 24 podcasts. Right, right. So that tells you something right there. In uh, what? Four months time and that's in right. five years time, three books. Yeah. This is, this is great, Nathan. Been a really relaxed kind of fireside chat. We're yeah. Having. Dude, thank you for coming yeah. in Memorial no, Day, this, dude. This has been good. This has been very good. I um, I hope that we can schedule more of these yeah. in the future. Uh, um, same here. Yeah. yeah. Now, now, coming up, Nathan, we got some great stuff. Yeah. Um, absolutely. Um, we do. We want to have Steve Hartland on here, yep. and we, um, you know, I don't mind uh, sharing the topics. We're going to talk yep. about um, uh, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. Yes. Um, and how uh, that is just commonly misused yes. and misquoted. Especially around this time for graduation. So yep. if we don't get to it before graduation, just know that we were thinking about it around yes, this time. Yes, exactly. Um, I think we will, though. Yeah, I, 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 I agree. Um, and then we're going to revisit the conversation we had with him on marriage. So, yep. you know, marriage 2.0 with Steve Hartland. Yeah. And uh, and then we're going to talk about um, wives submitting to their husbands. And I did listen to the sermon uh, Sunday when, oh, yeah. I, when I skipped church. Um, <laughs> what? What? <laughs> I know, right? You were a Christian, brother. Yeah. Keep thinking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, but uh, no, I did listen to it, and I thought I thought you did such a wonderful job with that. Um, and so we're gonna go ahead and discuss that with Steve, and then um, hopefully, hopefully, we'll be able to do that this week. But we'll see. Um, and then we are in June starting starting our hot topic month. Yep. So uh, don't get me wrong, we are we are trying to schedule multiple podcasts, sure. but um, our main podcast um, on Tuesdays um, that we're going to air Tuesday night is going to be our, uh, a hot topic. Yeah. Um, and you know what? I I think um, I think we can go ahead and give those away. Sure, now, don't man. you? Um, so we're going to go ahead and um, because we pushed off the uh, creation, young earth, yep. old earth, that's going to be our first one. Our second one is going to be Pedo Baptism versus Credo Baptism. Yep. We're going to take two podcasts to talk about Reformed theology with Dave Shive, who is not Reformed. Yes. He's Arminian. So that is going to be our our debate with him. Now, Dave Shive, just to say Nathan, would say that he's not Arminian, but Dave, if you're listening, he, you are. <laughs> I know you're angry hearing it, and you can get all that frustration out and bring it back, but you are my friend. Right. Save it for the podcast. <laughs> bring it to the podcast. See, I've already ticked him off. Can't wait. It's going to be fun. <laughs> that's going to be great. Um, and then our last one is actually, I think that's going to be the the most uh, sensitive and the hottest oh, one definitely. that we're going to do. Um, and that's going to be um, the eternal destiny of infants when they die. Yes. Um, yes. And you and I have talked extensively um, on this particular one, Greg. Yeah. Um, and so we are going to... Uh, treat this one very delicately. Yes, um, please understand that this, out of all of them, we are not going to be debating. Right. The others we are going to debate. We don't care if you get annoyed or upset with us right. on your position, um, whatever. But this one is going to be more of a uh, of a conversation, um, just kind of probing into uh, what do people think and why. Yes. Um, why would somebody think? that an infant um, would, would be eternally damned to hell. Yeah. 
Um, and why would somebody think that, you know, an infant would um, spend eternity in heaven? Yeah. Um, and, and again, that one is not going to be a debate. So if you have lost a child, we want to encourage you to listen in simply because it's not going to be this heated, spirited thing. Sure. Um, it's just it's going to be a conversation. Um, why do people believe both sides? What does the scripture say? Yeah. 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 So. And I think you preview that well, Nathan. I, I, uh, I look forward to that one yeah. because we definitely want to take it seriously. We don't want to just give into emotions, yeah. although it is an emotional subject. Yes. We want to have a very uh, candid, forthright conversation, but be mindful of people that are dealing yes. uh, with great pain walking through uh, that, that valley is, is, is a very, very difficult one. Probably the hardest experience on earth is to lose a child. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure that's virtually universally uh, agreed upon. Also to mention some other things coming up, packed in all that. Yeah. We're going to have um, theologian uh, Dr. John Frame. Yes. Yep. Who is a brilliant man. Uh, Steve Hartland will be on that podcast. He has called him his favorite living theologian. I see why. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Frame is just a tremendous thinker, has served the church, particularly in in its reformed expression, but even more broadly, he's written extensively on um, how to defend the faith yep. field of um, apologetics, philosophy, theology, tremendous. Yeah. Uh, he has a, a series called the Lordship Series where uh, he takes on several theological topics. He's written them over decades now. He has agreed to come on, which was a great honor. Yeah. Another pastor, uh, Joe Thorne. Mm-hmm who's written two books. One was called Note to Self, came out a few years ago. How to Preach the Gospel to Yourself is excellent. Written a, 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 a book recently called Experiencing the Trinity. Yes. And uh, Joe's going to be on it sometime. I think we're still working down. How Trying to, to nail things. him down, but yeah, he, um, hopefully he will be on in June. Yes. Um, and then um, it, it's interesting because we, we, we tend to look at the beginning of a month and think, oh, you know, well, we have these four or five or six or whatever. And yeah. then it seems like things just explode. They do. And, and you know, we were able to do two, sometimes three a week. So yeah, yeah. Um, very exciting for everything June's going to hold. Yes. And thank you, everybody, for listening in to this. Uh, a little different tonight. We're a little more yeah. relaxed. Nathan and I are very chill. Yeah. And uh, just really enjoyed uh, talking uh, just one-on-one tonight. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, no, it was great. And uh, thank you. Remember, guys, we are doing... Um, giveaway for uh, Steve Altrogi's books. Uh, we've put it out on Facebook yep. and Twitter. So if you, uh, if you follow us on Twitter, uh, Greg will send you out a um, free ebook Absolutely. from Steve Altrogi. Um, we've also got 10 new likes on Facebook, so keep liking us on Facebook. Um, and also, uh, just keep in mind the iTunes things. Um, you know, we're, we're kind of trying to hit the social media stuff hard. And it's more just for the fact that uh, the more social media we get out there, the easier it is to search for us. It is. So for people who are, who are out there um, on iTunes all the time, the more uh, comments we get, the more um, likes we get, those things do help and people are able to find us quicker. Exactly. So, all right, Greg. Well, for the first time in I don't know how long, we rocked the Casper. Rocked it. These go to 11.